Hear these words from Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 23. Now the birth of Jesus Messiah, the Messiah, took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet, Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Amen.
Would you pray with me? God of Christmas, in this familiar story, I pray that you would open our ears and our eyes and our hearts to the message you have for us tonight. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. My fifth grade teacher was a wonderful woman named Miss Zizda. How's that for a teacher's name? Isn't that great? Zizda. And I remember Miss Zizda for a million different reasons, but one of the things I remember her most for is this epic test she gave us. It was about midway through my fifth grade year, and Miss Zizda was getting frustrated that we, her students, were not following instructions. And so she set up this big test as a kind of punishment lesson for us, and she hyped it up big time. She said, this is going to be a really intense test. It is 10 pages long, multiple choice questions, 60 multiple choice questions, and it is a big deal. Now, I was someone who was always really worried about doing well in school and getting good grades, and so I panicked about this test ahead of time. And the day of, Miss Zizda passed it out, and she said, write your name at the top, read all the instructions, and do your best. So I diligently put my name on the top, and I was getting distracted by all the pages and pages of questions, and so I just immediately got to work. There was a huge paragraph of instructions at the beginning, but it was multiple choice. I knew what to do. I was a fifth grader by now, and so I plowed ahead, reading the questions and picking the best answer. A, B, C, or D. The other kids around me had their noses down and their pencils to the paper and there was mad scribbling and the pressure was on and we were all doing our best. It was a serious test and we all know the feeling of that stress, staring down our noses at the thing in front of us, the thing that we imagine will lead to either success or failure. On Christmas Eve, we hear the story of God coming in the baby, Jesus Christ. Most of the time on Christmas Eve, we hear Luke's version of the story. We heard part of earlier with the Advent wreath lighting. But today, we also get to consider a little bit from Matthew's gospel. And this story, this rendition of the birth of Jesus, is a little bit different because we get to see it from the perspective of Joseph. Joseph, as we know, is engaged to Mary. And engagement in the time and the place where this was happening was a really, really big deal. It was much more than just an agreement of love and a promise. It was more like a legal contract in this world that they were living in. To be engaged meant your families had had, uh, had conversations and strategized about the sharing of resources, and they drew up this sort of agreement for marriage. It was a lot, of, a lot more seriousness than we might think of engagement today, and so it was a big deal that Mary and Joseph were engaged. So before they're married, before they're living together, Mary becomes pregnant. It would have been a scandalous big deal, and it would have, of course, been assumed that she had broken her part of the covenant, that she had been unfaithful. 
I wonder when Mary told Joseph what had actually happened. The Holy Spirit had come upon her. An angel had told her that she would be the mother of God with us, Emmanuel. In the text that we read from Matthew, I'm not quite sure if Joseph knows her side of the story yet or not, but if he does, it's obvious that he doesn't quite believe it. Joseph has a big decision in front of him. He's facing this serious test. He's worried about his future, and he's debating about the options that he has. And as he sees it, there are two options. Option A for Joseph is to disgrace Mary publicly, to say out loud that she is pregnant, that it is not his child, and that she is telling some foolish story about God's spirit. That would have been disastrous for Mary. Under the religious law, she might have been stoned. At the very least, she would have been cast out from her community and her family, left alone in a world that did not support women being in that position. Joseph sees a second option, option B, to dismiss Mary quietly and distance himself from the scandal. He could quietly back out of the contract, cover the incident up, not be embarrassed, and move away with respect. This decision would have left Mary slightly better off. Likely her family of origin would have taken her back in. So these are the two options that he sees. Option A and option B. He wants to remove himself from the scandal of Mary. He chooses option B, to dismiss her quietly. And after having debated for a long time, he goes to sleep. So as you might have guessed, Miss Zizda had a trick up her sleeve with my fifth grade test. As it turns out, that paragraph of instructions at the front was actually the whole test. We all assumed that we knew what it said and went ahead to the questions, but in reality, that paragraph was the whole test. It said, put your name on the top of this test, follow the instructions. After putting your name on the test, do not answer any multiple choice questions. Instead, make a smiley face next to question six on page two. Once you have done this, you are done you may turn it over on your desk and read quietly. Don't tell any other students who don't see this instruction. Again, do not answer any multiple choice questions. Thank you, Ms. Zizda. I do not think a single person passed that test. Now, some in the room might have gotten every single multiple-choice question correct, but they did not pass the test. We all got so hung up on debating between A, B, C, and D that we missed the point. Something bigger was going on, but our fifth-grade minds did not have capacity to see it. We were so worried about our grade and our success that we made assumptions and kept our noses down, and we totally missed the point. 
I've never forgotten that test, and you can be sure Ms. Zizda got her point across. Since that day, you can ask my husband, I faithfully read instructions for everything before I do it. Joseph thought he was doing the right thing by quietly dismissing Mary and distancing himself from the scandal. But as soon as he made that decision, God came to him in a dream through an angel. God only sends angels when something big is going on. And the angel tells Joseph to stay with Mary, that she is carrying Emmanuel, God, with us. And Joseph wakes up and does it. He stays with Mary, and more than stays with her, he believes her, believes the angel, and together they prepare to welcome the Son of God. It would have been an incredibly scandalous decision. We often look at it from afar, knowing the end of the story, and we lose sight of just how scandalous it really was. In fact, we miss a lot of the scandal of Christmas. We imagine our picturesque nativity scenes and we sing about babies that don't cry and snow gently falling. But much of the power of the Christmas story is in how messy and scandalous and dark and yet somehow beautiful it is. The scandal of Joseph staying with Mary. The scandal of a young woman carrying God in the flesh. The scandal of this holy family becoming political refugees when a king becomes threatened that his power will be taken away. And most of all, the scandal of the most holy God coming as a vulnerable baby instead of a conquering monarch. Joseph, thinking about his honor and his family, thought that he only had two options— But the angel encouraged him to lift his eyes and to see the bigger perspective. One that went way beyond his own life, his own family, and one that would in fact lead him further into scandal. Joseph chose the thing that would make life much more difficult for him in the short term, but that would literally bring God's hope to life. Sometimes we're all so concerned with what's right in front of our noses, what is just for us, what will make life best for us, that we miss the bigger picture of what God is doing. In the short term, being honest about systemic racism and our complicit role with white supremacy is incredibly difficult. But what if that's a way that God's hope is born? In the short term, advocating for economic justice and putting our money where our mouths are is the much more difficult decision. But what if that's a way that God's hope is born? In the short term, making decisions that heal and honor the natural world that we live in is inconvenient and difficult. But what if that's a way that God's hope is born? On Christmas Eve, we remember the story of God loving us so much that in Jesus, God came to be with us, not to rule from afar, but to suffer and celebrate and be with us. Emmanuel, 
We're all invited to carry the miracle of Christmas on, to bear witness to God's greatest gift by being people who birth justice and peace and love wherever we go. The instructions at the top of the page this Christmas season tell us to connect with God and with each other, to open our eyes so that we don't miss the point, to worry less about what people will think of us, about being successful, and instead to look for the new thing that God is doing. Let's lean in to the scandal of Christ's presence with us this Christmas. Would you pray with me? Holy God, your story is one of messiness and darkness and scandal, and yet it is beautiful because you are with us. In the name of Christ we pray, amen.